just turned 36. Well, baby, I'm pumped up with that, and I'm pumped <laughs> up to have my guest here today. We welcome in a man who doesn't make the law. He just enforces it. Shout out to my buddy Nick helping with that one. <laughs> this former elusive running back played nine seasons in the NFL, accumulating almost 4,000 rushing yards, over 5,000 total yards, had a blistering 4.7 yards per carry average, and 20 career touchdowns. This man was the truth, as he was a pro bowler, he broke the hearts of Lions fans on Thanksgiving and is killing it in the entrepreneur game. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who hustle, 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 hustle so clean, it is Justin Forsett. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. That was a heck of an intro, man. I got to have you everywhere I go. <laughs> hey, man, you're a big time guy. I wanted to make sure you felt comfortable, excited to come on here. And I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on, man, because uh, this is normally a fantasy football show. We have a lot of fantasy football talk. We talk with athletes. You're a great mix of both because you were killer in the fantasy football world during the prime of your career, and you're a great guy off the field and everything else that you're doing. So there's a lot of stuff I want to talk with you about, but I, I got to start, of course, with early years, born in Florida, you moved to Texas during your sophomore year of high school. You're at Grace Preparatory Academy where you ran track, played basketball, of course, just dominated on the football field, set all those school records. Uh, we could go over those video game numbers that you had. Uh, but I'm more interested to talk about right after your high school uh, career is over, you're close to signing day and Notre Dame pulls a scholarship offer from uh, where they said they were basically going to offer you a thing and they pulled it back. Them and the Longhorns both said they wanted a taller running back. Do you feel like they gave you a chip on your shoulder going into your college career? Oh, man. <clears throat> One, uh, that's an amazing job with the research. Uh, two, uh, for sure it gave me uh, a big chip on my shoulder, right? Just all that rejection, people confining me to this box, limiting me because of my height and stature. And, uh, you know, I was out to not only uh, prove them wrong, but prove myself right. Yeah, and reading a little bit more, I, I saw that your uh, coach, Mike Barber, who's a uh, former mm -hmm. NFL player, threw your game tape around to all the different colleges across the country. And eventually, Jeff Tedford over at Cal gave you that scholarship. Um, and Again, the rest was history after that. You were part of the uh, last signings of Cal's 2004 recruiting class. But you at Cal, yep. you got J.J. Arrington, you got Marshawn Lynch. And with those two guys already there, you still impressed so much as a redshirt freshman that you were on the active roster. And you actually still got a good amount of playing time, including your 235 yards against New Mexico State and over 100 yards against Oregon and Texas A&M in the 2006 Holiday Bowl. Of course, your senior year, just when you actually had the job, 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, part of the All-Pacific 10 Conference first team. I got to ask you, though, you play behind Marshawn Lynch a lot of your career. Do you wish that you had started sooner, or do you like the fact that you were able to, A, learn from Marshawn, or B, just be able to kind of save your body from excess hits to be able to have a longer career in the NFL? Oh, uh, man, I, I, I just a competitor to me. I wanted to play right away, man. I, I, I wish I could have got out there you know, sooner to show what I could do. But I just wanted to make sure I maximize my time 
while I was waiting, you know, uh, Marshawn and I came in together. So uh, it was us just kind of learning the ropes together, feeding off of one another and having that tandem, you know, it, it, it both spared us, you know, just him going, him uh, leading and then me coming in as kind of like a one-two punch uh, was good because, you know, I, I was able to learn from him, um, add to my game and uh, save my body in the long run. So ended up working out, but I, I still wanted to play. If you if I go back there now, I still want to be thrust into the lineup. I can't blame you, man. That competitiveness, I, I can understand that for sure. But I'm competitive too. And I saw, so you're 5'8", 196. Yeah. At least that's what you measured at the combine. Sure. I'm, I'm 5'7", 155 pounds. And it said you did two, you said you did 26 reps of 225. Is that accurate? That's accurate. What do you bench today? Uh, <laughs> Man, uh, well, I, I just did 225 uh, yesterday uh, a few times after a workout. So I, I don't know. I could probably do safely maybe uh, 330 right now uh, <laughs> with a max and then probably 15 times on the 225. Oh, so I'm catching up to you. Okay. I'm, yeah. that's, I got a goal now because um, I do 225. I can get it for like six or seven reps. I max out now about 295. So Okay. You better watch your tail, Justin. I'm, I'm coming. All I'm right, coming come on, man. You can have it. <laughs> All right, but besides that, of course, uh, you get drafted by the Seahawks in the seventh round of the 2008 draft. And even though you ball out against the Bears in the preseason, they cut you one game in, but you eventually end up back there a month later on the practice squad as a return specialist, kind of getting brought up there. But so my question to you is, after Edron James was released, and Julius Jones left with injury against the Arizona Cardinals. You go on there to rush for 123 yards, score your first touchdown. How validating did that feel when you're like, hey, all the hard work I've been putting in, whether it was through college, just, you know, being off the practice squad, to be able to show it in a regular season game? Man, it was great. It was an amazing feeling. You know, um, you know, Julius Jones, who was leading the starting running back at the time, uh, he had went down with injury and, you know, uh, you know, all I need is opportunity. And I was blessed to have the opportunity to go into the game and uh, maximize that moment and get that touchdown. And it, it was an answer to a lot of prayers, man. I was uh, I was I was always waiting to to get that that moment where somebody can believe me and trust me to carry the load and uh, was able to do that that day. Yeah. And it carried over you crushing this, during that season. You're scoring touchdowns, catching passes. A game is against the Rams. You actually had 130 on the ground with two scores. Julius Jones does come back in week 13, and you're kind of going back to second string. Your coach, Jim Mora, said he liked both of you, and you'll see more of Justin. I think that was his direct quote. But with the return again, he comes back, and you only saw eight touches you know, for nine yards, 25-yard reception, touchdown. And I feel like that at that point, he hadn't given you a, a good shake, per se, at that point. But <laughs> during the rest of the time with Seattle, you started to get a little bit more opportunity but if you look at it kind of a bigger scope of things, you had 164 yards or 164 carries over the next two years. Do you feel like you got a fair shake overall in your time in Seattle? You know, overall, you know, I feel like there was more there. Um, I feel like, you know, if done correctly, you know, I could have been there a lot longer. Um, you know, at the end, and I wish I would have been given more opportunity. But, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, Feel like everything happens for a reason, so I was blessed to move on. But I feel like things could have been better there, especially towards the end, uh, with all the time and work and the the production I was able to have with the, the limited reps. 
Yeah, eventually, obviously, they didn't resign you. You go to Houston, mm -hmm. where it's the Arian Foster show. It's you. Uh, looking through some backs that you were playing with, that just kind of took me back, like Ben Tate, yeah. Jonathan Grimes, like all those guys. And do you remember that game on Thanksgiving, that touchdown call? Were you actually, were you down, or was that a... <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was I was definitely down and out in hindsight, but I didn't feel like I was down when I was uh in in the middle of it running. Yeah, and that was before the rule change. That was before like all yeah. touchdowns were being reviewed. So uh I mean I remember because I'm pretty sure I had you on one of my fantasy teams that day. And <laughs> it was just like, hey, like let it stand, let it stand, let it stand. Yes. Uh yeah, it was cool. It was a cool moment and uh, you know, for them to change the rule after that specific uh play. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it's something at least I can share with, with my kids that uh, we created a rule change. <laughs> I mean, it, it was kind of the latest thing to upset Lions fans because there's yeah, so many exactly. different things. Uh, yeah. But then you get hurt in Jacksonville your next year. You ultimately end up a mile from my house down at the Raven Stadium, a one year deal, 2014. And that Ray Rice incident happens. Bernard Pierce, who I thought was going to be the next big star for the Ravens, he gets hurt. So you take that starting job and then you run with it, literally. You finish that season, career high in carries, 235, rushing yards, 1,266, and you score eight touchdowns. And you only, only fumbled, actually fumbled just one time, and you recovered it, which I think is even more impressive, too. And 44 catches, mm -hmm. played as the 2015 Pro Bowl as an alternate. What was it about it that year specifically that you think clicked more than the others? Man, just uh, the opportunity that I had there, the coaches, uh, you know, had the system in place where, um, you know, we were going to run the football. Like, it was like run first. And the mindset was like we were just going to, you know, be physically dominant on the football field. Um, and we were going to establish that in the run game. And, you know, that was the Quebec, Quebec mindset when having him as offense coordinator. And uh, so we were going to run the ball. I was going to get a lot of opportunities. And, um yeah, I was just running free at that moment. That was uh, – I just got fired, cut from the Jaguars the season before, so I was at a place of peace where I was just like, you know, God, just just let me just let me uh, have impact not only on the field but in the locker room and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Was that the first time in your career that you had done a zone blocking scheme like Kubiak had? No, no. I've, most of my career I was in the, the zone scheme. In Houston, he was there, the head coach. Uh mm. But in the uh, Pete Carroll came to Seattle, it was that so I was very familiar with the system and the, and the scheme. And even at Jacksonville, it was the same. So, um, it was just like you know, someone finally gave me a chance to carry the load and uh, me running with it, yeah. And then again, I mean, you're the guy pretty much. And then the unfortunate incident in 2015 where a shocker, Aaron Donald of all people, you break <laughs> yeah. your arm against him. Do you remember that play specifically? I do, I do. It's the only uh, broke bone i've ever had in my life so I, yeah i remember that uh that play and uh yeah it was just he got past one of our linemen uh i think it was our guard uh and uh yeah i've tried to brace myself on the fall he landed on top of me and i think snapped and it was it was bad i can't even imagine aaron donald like falling on you or, you know, like yeah. I mean, he's, he's done it to at least a few people this season. I know a ton in his career, but um, I was just kind of unfortunate because you were kind of at that point in your peak in your career. Now, the, the part about that is, do you feel like you were at that point, you had been in the league seven years. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that time off 
kind of allowed you to make it a lot harder for you to come back once your injury healed? I know it wasn't anything to your legs, but just that time off after being, you know, a running back isn't in the league usually. The average isn't very long. So yeah. the fact that you're already there seven years, a lot of time off with that injury, do you feel like when you came back that it kind of made you a little bit more rusty and that you weren't quite the same back the next year? No, I think that, you know, it was just a lot of change, a lot of turnover, and there was like a, an identity issue with the Ravens at the time because at once, you know, when I got there, we were heavy run first and with Kubiak system, and then we had a Mark Tressman come in, and he was more pass-oriented coordinator, and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, and it was a, a little bit uh, uh, difference with with internally with the with the Ravens. So uh, I think they had some younger guys uh, that they eventually – uh, like more in the towards the end of my 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 career stint there that they just wanted to run with, but I felt like at least that last year I could have still uh, given them um, you know uh, you know another thousand yard season if uh, given the chance. Yeah, and unfortunately at that point after you uh, you know your career comes in after another couple of years, but you retire had a, an awesome career. You retire as a Raven, which I didn't know until I started researching you, and I thought that was awesome that you did retire as a Raven. And after your career, you really just dove in into the whole different side of things. You're, you become a smooth entrepreneur. You had an idea that you had in college, the shower pill that you developed and had other NFL guys invest in. And you go to Shark Tank with that mm -hmm. idea. So I got to ask you first, how cool is it to have your idea come to life? And then can you give me the experience of what it was like going on Shark Tank? I'm sure a lot of people see it on TV and they think it's one thing, but it's probably completely different. Yeah, no, for sure. Um one um you know being able to have an idea come to life is uh it's kind of uh you know it's it's birthing a baby right you you entirely mm -hmm. the public and people are consuming buying and purchasing it and uh it's a really powerful thing uh it's uh you know a lot of people have ideas and concepts uh, that they want to create but they never get to it and uh, I'm just very fortunate and blessed to be able to have, you know, something, a vision come to life. And uh, so I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, and then just a Shark Tank experience. It was awesome, man. It's, um, it's a lot different than, you know, I've been on TV for most of my life. But, you know, reality TV is a little bit different. But to walk in, you know, through those through those doors and be, you know, 15 feet from, you know, a bunch of billionaires and, you know, Mark Cuban and uh, Lloyd Grenier and, uh, Robert Cochran, uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez at the time, he was the guest judge. You know, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Now, we didn't get a deal on the show, which, you know, the competitors, you know, I, you know, that's what I wanted. And, um, but it just, it didn't happen that day. But just overall, it was an inflection point for the business because one, we got huge notoriety for being on the show mm -hmm. and a uh, great track there. But then also internally being able to, you know, really, Fine, fine, fine-tune operations internally. How I wanted to run this business, how I wanted to look like, uh, what what all my responsibilities would entail, and so and how I wanted to you know manage those around me. So it was a really good, cool experience for me, both internally and externally. Were you guys preparing for when your episode aired? You're like, all right, make sure we got like our website's got like it's ready to be handling <laughs> yeah. like the hit. Like everybody talks about it. It's like when you know when your episode airs, like got to be ready. For sure, for sure. No, it was it was definitely that. You know, we tried to make sure we had everything in place. We didn't want our website to crash. Um, had the product, wanted to make sure we had product in stock. And then, uh, you know, even 
to this day, we still when it re-airs, we still see a bump. You know, when we when the show is airing on TV, so it's it's you know it's an awesome opportunity. It's so dope, man. And I gotta ask you too. So you do some radio broadcast work for the Ravens. You play for mm-hmm. a flag football team called the Godspeed, and now yeah. you're all about that hustle clean. So I, I got. Can you tell us a little bit what hustle clean is all about? Yeah, for sure. No, uh, Hustle Clean is my my company. It's a mission-driven self-care brand for the active lifestyle. And what we do is we create convenient uh, products with clean ingredients for the everyday athlete um, and fitness enthusiast that's on the go. So, you know, hygiene products that usually are you can pack in your backpack or gym bag and, um, you know, help you be more productive your day uh, more responsibly. It's kind of, you know, how we see things and we've been able to, you know, come up with that hero product, which is a disposable washcloth an antibacterial chocolate that removes sweat, dirt, and body odor. So when you can't get to a shower, you want to be able to freshen up, you know, we have that resource for you. So whether you're camping, hiking, working working out at the gym, um, hunting, you name it, we, we had that solution for this consumer. And it's been really awesome to to grow the brand and have actually have impact uh, where, you know, we're not only, you know, sold in Target stores and Walmart stores across the country, but also, you know, being able to do a lot of good with those communities that lack access to clean water or hit with disaster. So it's been a blessing. Man, you, you still got that pitch ready to go. Like you could go right back on Shark Tank. Now, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I could. I, I got to ask you, though, do I got to sing boozy while I use them? You can. You can if you want to. If you want to. That, you know, the CDC recommends that you you uh, <laughs> listen to boozy while you uh, while you wipe down. I love it. I love it. It's, it's great stuff. I was like looking through the Instagram of it. It's, it looks like a really good product. I have to make, are you available to get just online anywhere? For sure. So hustleclean.com. Uh, we have some great offerings there on our website, of course, but you know, we're also in, you know, Amazon and uh, the other outlets, Kohl's, um, Target online. So you'll be able to find us anywhere. I love it. Well, we're talking to Justin Forsett, former pro bowler, NFL athlete, maybe. Did you ever play fantasy football at all or not into it? Nah. Uh, all right, well, hopefully one day we're going to get you there, Justin. One day. Yeah, uh, one day. When I get some time, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> uh, participate. We're going to close out this interview the only way we do here at Triple Play, and that's these rapid-fire questions. So they're this or that style. And try not to think too hard about it. Just give me the first one that comes to your mind. You game? Yep, game. All right. First one, Ravens purple or black jerseys? Oh, black. All right. Batman or Superman? Superman. Come on, Justin. <laughs> All right. Uh, fork, spoon, or knife? Fork. Good answer. All right. Find $1,000 under your pillow every day or wake up every day with a different superpower. Ooh. Wake up every day with a different superpower. I like it. Would you rather be smacked in the face with a fish or farted on? Oh, man. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> uh, smacked in the face with the fish. Okay. Talk like Yoda or you breathe like Darth Vader? Uh, breathe like Darth Vader. More nerve-wracking. Your first NFL game or going on Shark Tank? Uh, NFL game. Oh, I wasn't expecting that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last three. Lose all the money you gained in 2021 or lose all the memories you gained in 2021? Ooh. Lose all the... Uh, the tough one. Ooh, money. Ah, I like it, Just. I like it. All right. Sandpaper as toilet paper or hot sauce as eye drops? Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Sandpaper. 
Okay, I'm with you. Last one. You got to pitch hustle clean, and you have to let me do all of the talking to your biggest client, or you have to do the presentation in your underwear. Oh, man. I'm going to go in the underwear. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Justin. <laughs> wow. I thought we were cool. I thought we were cool. I, I was. Oh, man. I just got so, supreme confidence that I can be able to close even in the, uh, even in the underwear. Man, and my self-confidence going down the toilet, but that's okay. That's I believe right. in we're you, good. man. <laughs> we're talking to Justin Forsett. Justin, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time today, man. No, David, thank you for having me, man. It's been an honor. Pleasure. Of course. And please, again, plug all the great stuff you're doing. Plug Hustle Clean. Plug, plug everything that you want to plug. No, uh, love the support. Go uh, buy the product at your local Target in the sporting goods section. Uh, go to hustleclean.com. Um, help us donate to Free Play, which is our um, charity where we give sponsorship and scholarships to youth athletes that have been priced out of sports. Yeah, it's again, a, a great product, a great message. Please make sure you check that stuff out if you have not already. And then for everybody that tunes into Triple Play Fantasy, appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single week. And we'll be back soon with another guest and another great interview.